Hello, I, uh, this is Chris, and I am back, and I am uh, deep within Somerset House in a recording studio. Um, fading out there is Skating, I think an appropriate song for Somerset House, by Vince Guaraldi Trio, uh, which is on the album, the soundtrack for A Charlie Brown Christmas, and that's very appropriate, too, because I am with Summer House senior curator Claire Catterall, who has curated the Good Grief Charlie Brown exhibition celebrating Snoopy and the enduring power of peanuts. So we're going to talk all things Snoopy, Charlie Brown, peanuts, Lucy, Linus. And hi, Claire. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yes, yes. So as I was saying before we started recording... I am a huge Peanuts fan, and, and apparently you are too. I am, yes. Okay, and I was also giving you a little bit of my backstory. I grew up with the stuff in America, and yeah. sort of from all year, really, all any time, but sort of from Halloween through Christmas, that's Snoopy season, that's Charlie Brown mm. season for me, with the cartoon specials, the music, and everything. Is Was it as popular here? And, and um, Is it as popular I think, here? Well, I think it is. Um, it was um, published in newspapers in this country. So it was published in the Daily Mail and the Observer okay. uh, and the Daily Sketch. So I think kids here had... It didn't have quite the same impact as it did in the States, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids were aware of it, absolutely, and certainly all the kind of products and stuff like that. I wasn't actually brought up in this country. Okay. So I was brought up in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, And as a kid in the late 60s, early 70s, there was a huge amount of American culture out there. Mm. And of course, it's very, out there is very different to England. You know, it's hot. It's kind of California-esque in a way. Okay. So I think I could relate to Peanuts in a slightly different way Mm -hmm. to my British counterparts. I see. Okay. Although it wasn't really on the telly there, I have to say. So all, right. all this kind of Vince Guaraldi stuff has kind of kind of passed me by. So I didn't right. have the same experience okay. as you did. Okay. But for me it was the newspapers and the books. But you still came to love it. Which is it kind of changed my life yeah. as a kid, really? actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, no, well, I think so. Well, let's definitely get to that. But you mentioned Kuala Lumpur. I was just in Japan. And there yeah. they are. They are yeah, Snoopy yeah. crazy. There was a Snoopy yeah. hotel in Kobe yeah. where I was staying. There's like Snoopy shops everywhere. Yeah. The big department stores Snoopy all Museum. have peanut sections. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and there, obviously, another experience. Yeah. But uh, changed your life, you said. For me, it did, yeah. Well, I think because, you know, as a kid growing up, um, I suppose I encountered it when I must I must have been about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I think at that period in your childhood, you're, you're suddenly kind of realizing that, you know, that there's a life out there to be yeah. lived. You know, so you're, you're not a kid. You don't belong to your parents anymore. You're suddenly kind of quite independent. You're aware you're, of your personality. Yeah. And you're finding your own independence yeah. as well. And of course, I had a dog who I absolutely loved. And, Excellent. And I kind of could completely relate you know, to this whole kind of relationship. It was the kind of Snoopy character kind of appealed to me um, and to my sense of independence and just finding myself and having a kind of voice out there. And we were talking Mm -hmm. earlier about the fact that Peanuts never spoke down to you as a kid. Sure, yeah. And I think that was because it wasn't for kids, actually. You know, he wrote it for adults, actually. Um, But as a kid, you know, being treated as an adult, I think, is really, really important. Absolutely. so I think that was something else that really, you know, really got to me at that age. Yeah, sure. And when you say he, you mean, of course, Charles, Charles and Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the exhibition here, 
focuses a lot on him, and yeah. and I think maybe, as I remember it, a good chunk, maybe half or a third of it, is just about his life growing up, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, how much of his? Pre- Were you able to? find out about him very easily and and does he really put his personality into the work or well of course I didn't really know anything about him when I started the project at all Um, and when I first started it it was really going to be just about the art that Peanuts has inspired Um, and then I went to the museum in California and of course I fell in love with the strips Um, and I, I, I kind of wanted to explain what was so special about Peanuts. So it became more about Peanuts than the art, although, of course, the art is really important. Okay. Um, but then I just began to find out a bit more about Schultz himself. I mean, normally, I find that, you know, if, if you love something and you love somebody's art, for example, and yeah. you, you find out about the artist or the writer, yes, of course, yeah. you kind of go off them a bit. Okay. <laughs> so I was terrified I was going to go, I was going to go off Peanuts. After finding out a bit <laughs> more about him, not the most pleasant ex- person exactly, or whatever. Yeah. But actually, the opposite yeah. was the case with Schultz, you know. And he often said to himself, you know, I am the strip. Everything in the strip is me. Mm. I am all the characters in the strip. All the storylines come from my own experience and my own psyche. Mm. Um, and I think when you read more about him and you read all the interviews, that really comes across. And you suddenly yeah. begin to understand Peanuts in a very different sure. way. And I think. Really, to have a full appreciation of, appreciation of Peanuts, you kind of need to understand about him as well. And I think yes. he was an extraordinary human being. Okay. And you've mentioned California a few times. So he, he's not from there, but he lived... Well, he was from Minnesota. Men from, yes, of course. So yeah. he, was, um, he was brought up in St. Paul, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Uh, uh, well, not that small a town, actually, but... A, I guess a, with Minna, a, a Minneapolis mid, is big. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of in the frigid kind of Midwest of America, so really cold, which I yeah, think is really sure, important, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you when you read Peanuts. They're, they're always kind of... Yeah, it know, captures that Well, they're well, skating, yeah. and there's yeah. always kind of... They're all bundled <laughs> up in their scarves and their hats and things like that. Um, but I think growing up in the Midwest of America was, was key to him as well. But he was an only child. Okay. Um, so he was from, on his mother's side, a Norwegian family. And, of course, mm-hmm. his grand, you know, Nordic grandma with all the Kierkegaardian kind of doom and gloom going on there well. was kind of crucial. Um, and on his dad's side, it's, it's very Germanic. And mm-hmm. his dad famously is a barber. Um, oh, right. Okay. You didn't okay. know that. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, famously, he's a barber. So barbering keeps appearing in the strips. And yeah, course, you can see sort of like a profile Charlie Brown with the sort of, I don't know what you call it, the, the sort of cover you get when you sit down. In a, yeah, yeah. We keep, he keeps bringing up the barbershop. And of course, Wes Anderson <laughs> is a huge Peanuts fan as well. Yeah. Keeps kind of invoking the, the barbershop thing as Both well. Both my grandfathers so well. were barbers. Right, yeah. okay. So, yeah, there's a connection there. Um, but it was very much, you know, kind of his dad is a barber, not educated, but really hardworking, a perfectionist. Um, and Charles Schultz inherits that, mm-hmm. um, but he's never, you know, he's never encouraged to think highly of himself or, you know, to put his head above the parapet at all. He's always, you know, don't get a big head. So he's never encouraged to think of himself as a success. Um, and I think knowing all of that really makes you kind of gives you a different reading of Peanuts and. You begin to understand where Charlie Brown is coming from. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you think of these characters, they all have big heads. 
Oh, yeah. But full of doubt <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, that's really, really funny. Yeah. Wow. So, so you borrowed a lot for the exhibition from the. They were so, really, so California. So he. So, Cal- so he moved up, to California. Yeah, okay. um, later his, in his much later his first, in his life. He was already famous, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was. He, yeah, he was pretty famous. Um, so he moved to California in the early '60s with his first wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonoma County, is it? Sonoma yeah. County. Um, almost immediately started building an ice rink. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> which is, which <laughs> Bring a little weird. bit of mini yeah, yeah, Minnesota no, to totally. California. Um, yeah. And we have a little bit in the exhibition called The Perfect Sheet of Ice because uh-huh. skating, uh-huh. which is something that you mentioned yeah, sure. earlier, is a really big theme in Schultz's life. And of yes. course, it you know it's a big thing in the comic strip as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And a big um, thing at Somerset House. Well, this in is the how, too, well, right? interestingly yeah. enough, this is how we kind of got into the museum because I sent uh, them an email okay. kind of thinking. I don't know if they're going to pay any attention to me or my email because, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know who we were. Um, but the director, Karen, looked on our website and saw that we had an ice rink and it right. kind of lit okay. a light bulb in, in her mind right. and the connection, of course, between their ice sure. rink, which still exists. So the ice rink that Schultz built, um, which opened in 69, is still there. Yeah, okay. Um, next still door, used. Still, still okay. absolutely still used, and next door to the museum. Oh, great. Uh, okay. And it's a really important part of the local community and always has been. But that that's the link between them and Somerset House that got yeah. them to think, actually, wouldn't it be quite fun to do an exhibition sure, there? So sure. we were really lucky because I think... If that hadn't have been there, yeah. if that connection hadn't have been there, we may not have the exhibition. So this is a bespoke show f- just for Somerset It's House. completely yeah. bespoke. Um, the museum have been really, really generous, and mm. they've lent us 80 of the original Yeah, strips. it's huge. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but we've supplemented that with um, lots of ephemera, so letters, photographs. Yeah. Um, but what was really important to me was to really kind of expand Peanuts so not not just talk about the strips, but to talk about its cultural reverberations. True, yeah. Because uh, it was so important throughout, you know, throughout its life. Mm-hmm. It started in 1950, um, ended with his death right. in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout that time, you can, you can trace what's happening in the world through Peanuts, which is kind of extraordinary because it wasn't an explicitly political strip right. at all. But always um, current, I guess. Always yeah. current, and I think because he felt so deeply about so many things, mm. it, it just kind of seeped out through the strips. So, for example, the Vietnam War, mm. really, you know, big thing in the 60s sure. and early 70s. Um, Schultz never really mentioned it, but there was Snoopy as the World War One flying ace, mm-hmm. um, who kind of lived out... Schultz's thoughts about Vietnam, which were never kind of overtly political, but they were very much looking at the experience of the soldier and the experience of the families back home. He was in the service, Schultz, right? He was. He was in the Second World War. Okay. Yeah, very, very briefly. Did he see action? I don't think he saw much action. Uh I think he kind of he got right at the end of it. He was part of the um, group that uh, liberated Dachau. Oh, right. Interestingly wow. enough, okay. so I think he he saw enough, <laughs> sort of you know suffering. Sure, yeah. Um, to kind of know what it was all about, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess ideas of uh, feminism through Lucy and, and equal rights, Patty, Franklin, yeah, sort of Franklin civil rights, yeah, racism. Which, from what I remember in the exhibition, he really uh, introducing an African American uh, African American character was something he really. 
put a lot of thought into, responded yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, th- he was thinking about it for a while, yeah. but he always felt that because he was a white middle-class guy from middle from America, Paul, yeah. <laughs> he probably <laughs> wouldn't white. have that much experience yeah. of the black condition. So he'll misrepresent it. Yeah, so he, was, token, he yeah. really didn't want to kind of barge in there and kind of say things that he didn't really understand. But on the other hand, he really recognised that there needed to be a presence within the strip. And after the assassination of Martin Luther King, um, mm-hmm. a white school teacher from L.A. wrote to him and saying, you know, you, you actually, you, you've got to do this. Sure. And he wrote to her saying, well, actually, I don't want to be patronising. I yeah. don't I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about things I don't really know much about. And she, um, she basically talked to her friends in the Afro-American community, got them all to write to him with their views. And all of them basically said, it doesn't matter you know, what you say, what matters is, is that there is a black character mm-hmm. in the most popular mainstream American yeah. comic strip so that my kids... Who's a normal, functioning when, child. Yeah, yeah he's, so that my kids, yeah. when they read, you know, can see themselves sure. in it. So he, so after that, he, he kind of relented and he just said, yeah, sure, um, and introduced Franklin. Um, and lo- he had loads of backlash, mm. readers, you know, Sent him letters saying, "I'm not. I'm not going to read Peanuts anymore." Yeah. Um, even the syndicate kind of tried to make him tone it down a bit. Oh, really? Um, but he just stood up to all of them okay, and just okay, said, okay. "No." Uh, the I suppose the only thing is that Franklin is the most normal Peanuts character. Yeah, but yeah, pardon the pun, very vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think that that's the only thing that's a, a shame. Is, so he doesn't have the kind of Charlie Brown, right. you know. But then how loaded is that? He couldn't be like Linus with all his neuroses or, yeah. Although Harriet Glickman, who was the school teacher who wrote to him in the first Mm. place, did say, please make him a Lucy. You know, make make your black character have, you know, a a big character. Yeah, sure, yeah. But Mm. he just wouldn't go that far. Very interesting. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, obviously, as a senior curator here, this is not your first exhibition. Was this... The first time you've worked with the Peanuts catalog? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting because I know, you know, normally I, I work on art exhibitions, uh, fashion exhibitions, design exhibitions. So I'm not a, a comic mm-hmm. curator or historian by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But it just seemed, I mean, it all came about because of all this um, art I was seeing that had Peanuts in it. Um, art by people like Fiona Banner and mm-hmm. and Andy Holden. Uh, David Musgrave, uh, but also in fashion. So brands like Vans, <coughs> Supreme, uh, Comme des Garçons, they were all kind of bringing out Snoopy yeah. in various guises. And it struck me that something was happening. Okay. Um, and it seemed that, you know, a whole generation of kids who had grown up in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. were coming to prominence as, you know, artists winning Turner Prizes um, or creative directors of brands. Um, But the way they were using Peanuts was not as a kind of kitschy or cute way, but in a way that really showed that they understood the cultural resonance of the strip. So they were using, say, Snoopy as, you know, the World War One flying ace um, to talk about war in Fiona Banner's case, Mm -hmm. Um, or Supreme brought out some reproductions of caps that they used to wear in Vietnam 
right, yeah. with Snoo- Snoopy on them. Because, yeah. of course, the, Snoop- um, the Vietnam soldiers took up Snoopy as their kind of mascot sure, during yeah. the Vietnam War. Um, so it, it just felt to me that there was a real kind of moment out there yeah. uh, and that Peanuts was, you know, you could talk about Peanuts in art and actually the art explains so much about what's so special and what's so important about sure. Peanuts. Sure, sure, so sure. it is, an, in fact, it's an art show. But could you say, because, okay, so uh, Schultz started the strip, what, in the late 50s? Am I... 50, 1950. Oh, that early, earlier yeah. than, than yeah, I was yeah. remembering. Okay. I guess it became, it wasn't an immediate success, but it was quite popular almost from the get-go. So I guess what I'm wondering is that you could have done a big exhibition that would have been popular about the Peanuts 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, has it ever gone out of vogue or been gauche? I don't think it has gone out of vogue, but I don't think there's ever been an exhibition that has really gone into why Peanuts has resonated so much. And I think... Perhaps now is the time to do that. Okay. Um, because there there seems to be a kind of hunger and a thirst for it now yeah. that perhaps say ten or twenty years ago I I don't think that interest was there to really explain yeah. why peanuts was so special and sure. why it was so important. Did you ever see? I, it might be on Tumblr the blog where they take panels from from peanuts comic strips. And in the in the the balloons, the the quote balloons, they'll put lyrics from Smith's songs. That's in the show. Is that yeah? That is <laughs> in the show. Really... So that that's an artist called Lauren Lepree. Okay. Yeah. It works so well. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, we've we have got that in the show. That's really interesting because, um, of course, um, the record company mm-hmm. issued a takedown notice for that oh, site. On. Well, exactly. Um, but Morrissey waded in and said, actually, I think it's a real compliment. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you were saying you're, you're a fan, that it, it, it changed your life at an early age. Uh, had you been, had this show been fomenting for a long time? or is No, not really. No, I mean, I have always been a fan, but it never occurred to me that I could do a show about my favorite subject. Mm. Yeah, all right. Um, but I think it, it was the art, you know, yeah. and, I, and the art has been so. It, we've got twenty contemporary artists in yeah. the show, and they were all yes, yes, um, please. Or? They were well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was quite difficult to find all of them. So I knew maybe about maybe four or five that that piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, but then, as soon as I started talking to them, they would say, "Oh." you must go and talk to so-and-so because mm. he or she's really interested in peanuts and has sure. done some really interesting work. So in a way, the floodgate opened. Okay. And and all these kind of artists came out of the woodwork who were serious peanut fanatics yeah. um, and had all, all either done work on peanuts or who had thought about doing work on peanuts or who wanted to do work on peanuts. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting in the show is that I think it's all really different. So they all take different aspects of peanuts um, so Fiona Banner talks about war and, right, and yeah. you know, she uses Snoopy as the World War One flying ace. We've got Andy Holden talks about friendship. Friendship, really big theme oh, in huge, Peanuts. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's made a film about friendship. Um, Mira Kalix is a sound artist who mm-hmm. uh, is fascinated by Schroeder and the way that Schultz used musical notation in the strip, the way he depicted it as a kind of solid object. 
uh, that that could kind of bend and twist yes, and, yeah. and could interact with the characters. You know, you have some of the characters sleeping on the notes or or the notes start raining on Woodstock or whatever. Um, so she's done a piece that that's that's kind of riffs off that, um, which is a really beautiful music piece. Uh, and Mel Brimfield, obsessed with Lucy and her psychiatrist booth, has done a work based on that. Yeah, yeah, the huge psychiatrist yeah, booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's right. it's it's really interesting. Um, so some I, of the non Schultz art already existed, and some of it was made for the show. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Great, fantastic, and it's been running for a while, but it's still got a good stretch left, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it opened in October, but it's on until March the third. Excellent. Okay, and you have events lined up around. We've it? got loads yeah. of events uh, around it um, tonight. For example, we've got a Vince Guaraldi special oh, okay. with classic album Sundays. Uh, wonderful. So that's yeah. going to be fun. And we've got Great. various other. We've got a Valentine's Day special, of course, okay. you know, because obviously love. With a little redhead un- girl there. Unrequited love, maybe. <laughs> unrequited love, yeah. Um, um, so we're going to do that on Valentine's Day. Um, and you just need to go to our website sure. to have a look. And, see uh, what, and uh, what, what, what is the website? So it's www.somersethouse.org. UK, I think. Okay, but if you type Somerset <laughs> out, type, Peanuts, yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown, yeah, whatever yeah, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah. And and w- w- one more thing I'm th- wondering about is uh, what's the reception been like? I mean, how's it compared oh, to other been, shows? It's been really, really good. Yeah. Actually, I think it's really hit a nerve. Oh, great! Yeah. Um, of course, we had no idea, you know, what the reaction was going to be like because in 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 England, it's not the same as in mm. the states. I think you know, we're not we weren't quite sure how well known Peanuts was or is. Um, but actually, it's been phenomenal. The response okay. has been incredible. Oh, that's great. Which is really, really good. great. Yeah, and people love the show, yeah. which is I love fantastic. The show, yeah. Congratulations. Great, thank you. And uh, let's go back out with some Vince Guaraldi. How's that? And, Sounds uh, good. Thank you so much for your time, Claire. Pleasure. It's nice chatting with you. <laughs>